What up, Oasis Podcast? It's your boy Dylan with your boy Brennan and your lady Jaina. And we're back in the podcast studio for one final time this school year. year? Yeah, that's probably a good way to describe it. I don't yeah. know how the best. Yeah, we'll be taking... We're, just, yeah. we're taking a month off. Like a month off. Yeah. 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 So sometime in June, we'll be back. Sometime. TBD on exact dates, but yeah. we'll keep you posted. Yeah. You'll know when it comes around. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like but. and subscribe and you'll get updated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Click the little bell. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't, Turn on your notifications. Yep. I don't, I don't do all that stuff. No, I don't either. either. I don't listen. Notifications are... I have felt convicted because there is one YouTube channel that I haven't been subscribed to and they say it and I'm like... I do come back here pretty often. So if that's you, <laughs> come back, subscribe. There you go. What are we talking about? We're just going to talk about, tell some stories, enjoy the year. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> the energy in here is really mm. odd right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys got any okay. funny stories off this absolute bombshell of a podcast already? <laughs> yeah. So. Really what the point is, is like it's yeah. a year-end review yeah. so that we at the we at the table have done some reflection just thinking as the years come to a close, but we hope you do the same, that it's not just a podcast you listen to, but as we prompt into some of these topics, it's like, hey, what was that for me? Like, mm-hmm. what was this last year at Oasis or beyond that I had experiences that I want to reflect on that I want to continue to learn from? So those, if you learn from something we say, that's great. That's kind of the whole point of the podcast, but <laughs> as well as going along with your own journey. So yeah, the first question is, what a story that makes you laugh or like yeah. something? Okay, for yeah. sure. Who's going first? You need me to know. go first? <laughs> sure. Oh, okay, go I'll go first. Uh, I have this bad habit, I guess you could say. <laughs> where, it's not really a habit; it's an accident. Yeah. Is it though? <laughs> I don't know. You I feel tell like me, it's. I, I feel like it's like subconscious at this point. Like I'm just. I'm just doing it. <laughs> I say words that oftentimes slip slash sound like swear words. <laughs> And I will not give you an example. <laughs> but if you're around me enough, you're bound to hear it. And it's one of those things where everybody looks at each other and like, did he just say that? Like, I've done it multiple times at leadership. Yeah. Uh, ship. That's ship. a good example. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be a good example. <laughs> and I did say it correct right now, I think. Yeah, you did. But not all the time does the lips, tongue, action, making the words <laughs> thing work great for me. Uh, which great. this is what I do for a living. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that, that over the year, every time that happens, it's one of those really humbling yet funny moments. And it depends on in what context it happens yeah. on how funny it actually is. You know, sometimes when it's a little bit more yeah. serious and I, I mess up Ruin and it doesn't happen like all the time, yeah. but it happens enough that yeah. it shouldn't. Yeah. It, enough to mention. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yep. <laughs> those are funny moments. So you guys can pray for me. Yeah, yeah. I will. Keep your ears peeled to yeah. hear your, hear yeah. them if you never yeah, have. Yeah. <laughs> so going off that, mine is... Brennan had an, an ellipsis similar to this Uh-oh. in the Grace and Truth series, if you remember. Uh, we were talking in the book of Jude, and there is a really, really, really big butt in the text there that, <laughs> that Brennan not, pointed out. I did that on purpose. Well, yeah, but it was received in a, I don't know, but it was hilarious. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll throw in a clip of what happened, but yeah, it was great. Hilarious. There was so a funny. big old butt. I said butt. it as my ringtone. Oh yeah, you for, did. Like, for Brandon's contact. Yeah, and then I forget, and every once in a while, my sound on, and he will call or text. I'm like, oh, that's there. <laughs> I, I bet you every time you guys read the Book of Jude, you notice that. Yeah, lot, that's though. true. That's Big butt. What I'm talking about. Big old Big butt. Old butt right there. in the middle of the text. Just teaching the word of God. <laughs> yep. Amen. One butt at a time. Yep. <laughs> 
Oh Jenna, what about you? Oh my gosh. Um, the first one that came to my mind probably is like, I mean, we've had so many in the podcast where we just oh, yeah. get off on tangents or we start laughing about stuff. But the episode where we talked about the Bible passages that are just weird oh. and odd, <laughs> that whole start is just so funny yeah. to me. And like, I was laughing through telling my scripture that I thought was funny and I still laugh mm. when I listen to it. So it's good. Second yeah. Kings, Baldy. I did create a podcast outline that we haven't used but oh. and sometime oh. in the future we probably will well we'll talk about second kings and we'll break oh, down why passages like that exist in the text <laughs> that would be fun why 42 kids got mauled by two female bears yeah, yeah. so what Stay are you gonna tuned. do <laughs> uh so we got like what four more four more different topics yeah. that we'll yeah. kind of breeze through and there's some heavier ones that we'll kind of talk through and then there's some really light ones and to transition from laughing to <laughs> a different one uh, we'll do like what's something you feel like you've learned over the last mm. year going first one of you two i asked the question <laughs> okay fine um i think the harder moment was um just in this last series of software update um when ben preached uh the whole equation of getting to the root of your anxiety the whole uh the what if question to continue to ask those until you get to the root that was really hard after doing that it was like oh the only thing i'm really worried about this is because like this is an issue that i have hmm. Um, and so to get down to those really big, like main points of why do I worry about things or stuff like that, I was like, oh yeah, I struggle with that. And like, so that was kind of hard, but in essence, it was really good as mm -hmm. well. That's good. Mm -hmm. Jenna, yeah. what about you? Yeah, I'll continue on that question of what was difficult or hard. Um, so I, for those who maybe don't know, actually transitioned roles halfway through this year mm -hmm. um, from being the student ministry worship pastor to the student ministry pastor. And so took on a completely different full-time role. And I wrestled with that a ton because I felt God pulling me in that direction, but also felt really strongly that I wasn't done being the Oasis worship pastor and didn't know how I could reconcile those two things or was it mm -hmm. even possible to keep doing both. Um, and so kind of, I think ran from where I felt like God was leading me for a while. Cause it was like, I'm not ready for this. And, and not just that it was what I wanted, but I also felt like God was saying like, you're not done with this. Mm. So it was like, I want you to do this, but I also know you're not done here. And so it was like, what do I do with that? Um, and so that was just hard to process. And even then making that transition of trying to learn, okay, how do I continue to balance both things and give my best to both? And, um, how do I empower, um, and even pass things off to other people to give them space to lean into their gifting, but, but then also to, um, continue to do what God's called me to. So that was mm -hmm. a hard thing, but I mean, I guess there's beauty in that too. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, for me, something I'd say I learned was just over the year uh, during the Christmas break, I was praying. So I guess halfway through the year, I really started to reflect on it in a, in a greater sense was just the word reliance. I feel like that's where God was leading me that over the year, I was able to do a lot of the stuff on my own ability, gifting, strength, mm -hmm. ideas, yeah. you know, like we get yeah. into these routines where we're qualified to, to be in that school. We're qualified to do that job. Like we can exist in relationships. We, we get in all these spaces where we don't really need God all the mm -hmm. time. And then I found I was at that spot where it was like, okay, how much am I really in my everyday life relying on God? Like when I wake up to when I go to bed in those days, is there moments like where I need the Lord to show up in those moments. Yeah. And, and of course there are, but it's it's going for that more often, that every yeah. single day, every single moment, every conversation, every thought, every action, every planning moment becomes this reliance on God. And so that's what he was teaching me, was just this spirit dependence that I'm still learning, you know? <laughs> like, it's not it's not a one semester kind of kind of gig, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. But, Probably a lifelong one. Yeah, oh, for sure. Seriously. But it's so 
good when you can just take a back seat in a lot mm-hmm. of that and rely on the spirit to do what he's meant to do. And then, you know, you're praying like the Lord's prayer, that kingdom come, that will be done when you're mm-hmm. dependent on him, you know, you're in submission to that. And it's just, it's a much better way to, to pastor, but also to live. Yeah. So, yeah. So good. good. What, what about like, what was something that was a beautiful or like transformative moment for you? What's a mm-hmm. story that you've seen God been writing over the semester that you just sit back now on this moment and reflect like, wow, I can't believe you even did that. Oh my goodness. Was that a gesture? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know if I have like a very specific instance, but I think that something that's been really beautiful um, for me is even seeing how all of you, everyone shows up on Sunday night to worship mm-hmm. um, and that they come with a fervency to be in the presence of God, to worship him, to learn like, just the intentionality and the desire that I see in people was beautiful and transformative in me to even make me question, like, do I show up that way Mm -hmm. to Oasis or Sunday morning or, or youth? Um, Do I come with a desire to learn and to grow um, and to truly sit in the presence of God? Or do I come with that, you know, being a pastor, like Mm -hmm. working on my own ability and, you know, getting all the things done, but to how do I simply stop and be in the presence of God, even in the midst of that. So that was beautiful and transformative and challenging and something I learned all at the same time. Yeah, wrapped up sure. in one. Sorry. Yeah. For me, I think it, it goes along the same, you know, when I look at what was so powerful, beautiful and transformative, like, yes, God was doing stuff in all of us throughout mm-hmm. the year, but it's when we look at the people we get to do ministry yeah. alongside, when we get to look at each and every one of you, um, who's God's done something in their life over the last year. Like I, one of the things I love to do is I look at the beginning of the semester and some of the connections I make mm-hmm. and I try yeah, to see good. where those people are at, at the end of the mm-hmm. year yeah. where it's like, oh, I saw you meandering here as a freshman, kind of curious, trying to figure it out. I saw you come alone that Sunday. I saw you join a small group. I saw you like sign up for the ministry team, but you didn't really know. You came to the fall retreat, but you were like, what's going on here? Yeah. And at the end of the year, it was like, you were bought in. You oh, were yeah. investing mm-hmm. in the kingdom. God was doing a work in you. You were ready to lead a small group. And it's like those yeah. people, it's like, wow, look at what God did in seven months or yeah. whatever yeah. it is. It's That's so, it's so, so crazy yeah. when they go from like, when people go from fringe to like in the fold of what God is doing. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. So good. So mine, this has been something that's been in, in a long work. Um, when I first came to Oasis, my entire freshman and probably the first half of my sophomore year was all me coming to Oasis by myself, kind of like what you said. Um, and for the longest time, I always like, I was like, man, I need like a community of guys. And so like, that was just one thing I was like, I knew that was something that I needed. I knew it was something that I wanted. And for the longest time I never had it. And so it was really hard to kind of work through that. But then this year, the first series that we did this year, Mm. all the way back (laughs) when, um, feels like centuries ago. Yeah. And also yesterday too. Yeah. Framework. I was trying to think which one it was. I was like, I couldn't remember what we started with. Yeah. But Mr. Brennan guy preached a message called PC Discipleship. Oh, great title. <laughs> yeah. So good. Best one of the year. Politically correct discipleship. I'm no. just kidding. No. That's no. not what it is. No. <laughs> you got to no. give the real. It's a personal communal. There yeah. you go. <laughs> um, but it was super awesome because I had just kind of really started to get connected with some guys. And then I got the opportunity to preach that message at Oasis Watertown. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has been my favorite message out of the, the entire year because that was something that I've longed for for years. Mm. Um, and then I got to teach on it and then I actually got to live out afterwards. That's cool. That's so awesome. Through the entire year that we've just been through. 
that I've gotten to grow into relationship with those guys, grow into intimacy with them, like live life alongside them out of that teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that has been just so cool to see like, yeah, I taught about that and now I'm actually living out. Like I don't feel like a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, it is so awesome. What's the, what's the, the switch though, between like where you were and where you find like you're at, you know, like there was a message and yeah. you heard it, but what, what, what was it in that, that really like, if someone's listening, they're like, Hey, I wish I had that. Like, what do you tell them? But get involved. Okay. I mean, first of all, I, I met all the guys through Oasis. Like I dropped out of school the halfway through my sophomore year. It's like I didn't have any connection with SDSU. I wasn't making friends through class. Like the only people I knew were through Oasis. Mm. Um, and I got connected. Uh, one of the guys I met, because I just started leading a Bible study with him. Like yeah. I didn't really know who he was, but I just got connected with him. Um, and, and just be okay to get involved. Mm-hmm. Like, be okay to get involved and be okay to be vulnerable, to open up, to like actually generally meet people. Um, like one of the big things is that we've traded like being like known for just being seen. Mm. Um, and so that has been huge. So be okay to open up and some cool things will happen. Yeah. Oh, that's super good. So, yeah. And I think like off of that, it's a really interesting point because it's like, oh, you guys are sitting at the table <laughs> as the Oasis staff people who oversee the ministry and you're like, hey, get involved. But you're one who like experienced what you wanted by getting involved. Like yeah. you're not just sitting here telling people to do it because yeah. you're a staff member, but you found life, you found people, you found Jesus by getting involved. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's the heartbeat for every single one of us. Like we, I think we've mm-hmm. all seen that in our walks here at Oasis as we've been a part of it and served and led and it's just yeah. cool. Like we don't sit here as staff people trying to plug events. Yeah. yeah. Like it's truly just something that we've, we've seen the fruit of and we want you involved in it. Okay, what? Well, let's do this one. I've got two. I made one up in my head, so I'll okay, take okay, a curveball wow, later. We go. Uh, but let's talk about like a difficult moment or mm-hmm. like a harder moment mm-hmm. throughout the year. Jana, you talked about a little bit of yours, but like mm-hmm. what do you, in the, in every year, there's going to be mountaintop moments, you know, yeah, things sure. that were incredible. God moved in this way, but then there's a lot of valleys too. You know, there's yeah. hardship and there's different things that are going to be like tough to get through. And then like, in those moments, God wants to reveal himself as well. So what was that for maybe some of you over the last year? I mean, I think mine was kind of playing off of kind of what I just said, that we had been trading, truly being seen for something that was surface level. And like, I had really like question like, okay, do I really open up to people? Like, am I so quick to be like, oh, hey, how are you? Like, mm. oh, I'm good. And like, move along. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I had to read for class was like um, that we need to be so open with our time that we can stop and linger in those conversations that we should be quick to in any conversation with any passerby, just be able to linger and to be able to be in that moment. It's like, I don't feel like I've been doing that. Mm. Like I was so rushed with time. Like my emotional energy was gone. My physical energy was gone. Like I wasn't just sitting and being with people and so I felt like that real, real relational tug that was like, all right, what do I got to get figured out so I can actually like be with these people yeah. mm-hmm. so I can go over and hang out with some guys and just watch a stupid game show for a couple hours mm. and still have that. What game show are you watching for a couple of hours? <laughs> I can't say it. It's uh, Howie Mandel's new game show called Bull Honky. Oh. BS. Yeah, BS. Oh, okay. It's really good, though. <laughs> I have not seen it. it it's fun. Oh, okay. A couple of hours. All right. Yeah. I can get behind that maybe. Yeah. Because I have to check out an episode. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that can be tough. Yeah. yeah, to build off of that, I think I feel like I always wrestle with that of like community and being connected to people. Um, 
we use the like analogy of people are like Lego pieces, mm-hmm. you know? And so some people are like the mat you build off of that have like an infinite yeah, number absolutely. of connection pieces. Yep. How do you know everybody in exactly. the whole world? Yeah. And I'm like a two connector. Yep. It's like I, my capacity to have deep relationships is very small. Not cause I don't love people, but I just mm-hmm. emotionally and socially don't have the capacity yeah. for that. Um, and so then I think what's hard is, is being a pastor. There's a lot of people who want that connection. Mm. And so trying to find the balance of, okay, how do I like mm. have the energy to give to people and how am I caring for myself um, to be able to do that? Well, yeah. even when I know I don't have very much, like how, how do I give even when I don't have a lot? Mm. Um, so that's been something that constantly feels like a challenge for me, but yeah. I feel like God continually provides in the midst of that to give me the energy. And for sure. And in that, in. do you find yourself that you're like content with your two piecer or do you find yourself like in a state of growth or striving to include more people and more pieces? Like, is that, is that yeah. something you feel like this is who I am? This is how I'm built. This is how it'll always be or something that's in development in growth. Yeah, I think it, it is growing. It is developing. Um, I think for my capacity for deep relationships, like intimate relationships is mm-hmm. small, but my capacity to know a lot of people and to have surface level relationships is greater. And I Hmm. like that. I like to know lots of people. I like to be able to go into groups and hang out and talk to everybody that's in the group. Um, but as far as like people that I have a deep intimate relationship with, it's a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I, and there are oftentimes when as pastors were asked to almost be in like counseling relationships, even if that's not what people like voice that they want but it's like hey this is what i'm struggling with will you speak into this and that's draining for me um, because i don't have that capacity because that deep intimacy is just harder um but what i've learned and what god has been teaching me is like how to to still give even um in the midst of that yeah Um, and to trust him in that process for sure so my turn huh uh (laughs) what's been difficult this year i someone asked me they said how would you rate the year like if you could Ooh. do one to 10 and they were like this, it's a broken system. You know, yeah, you can't put yeah, you a, can. yeah. but I told them a six. Oh, I don't know what you wow. guys would have said. And yeah, but I have to explain. Yeah. Cause when it comes down to like the year, I think everything that God did, everything from Sunday nights to small groups, to events, fall retreat, mission trip. I think that was all a 10, yeah. like nothing this year would I have changed ministry wise, but in the midst of it as a pastor in my mm-hmm. first year leading it solo by myself and like yeah. in all of that, it was like a four. Like, <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, there were so many moments where I was overwhelmed, mm-hmm. um, tired, frustrated. Like, I don't, I don't even know if I have the right words to equate just the negative emotions that I feel like I carried Mm -hmm. through some of this year. And about halfway through the year, maybe that Christmas break was really transformative (laughs) for me. I found that uh, Hebrews 12, one through three, I just kept coming back to this text where like it it just calls us to look to Jesus as this pioneer perfecter, Jesus as this person who endured the cross, who was um, just at the opposition of so many sinners and who yet never grew weary and he was Mm -hmm. never hard hearted. Like he never had this bitter root in himself. And I felt so much of that. And I was like, what the heck is going on? You know, (laughs) I love ministry. This is my dream job. Things are going great. Like I literally Mm -hmm. wouldn't change anything. And yet in the midst of that, I was like, kind of struggling as a pastor. Like I didn't know how to like navigate all of this new influence and, and pressure and like leadership. I, it was, it was hard. And so like in the midst of that, the thing that was hard was the transformative process. And I love how in Hebrews 12, there's this God giving people hardship for discipline or Mm -hmm. guidance. And like, 
you go read it for yourself because I'm, I'm butchering a little bit of the language, but we don't always like the idea that as God is our father provides discipline or he provides moment of hardship, James 1, 2, 3. Like, we don't love that because we think God is really nice and cute yeah. and safe and like we'll put him in the box, <laughs> you know? That's cute. Yeah, right? Well, like we want him like, like the little cuddly, cuddly teddy bear, but the God who's like an actually heavenly father who will mm-hmm. give you hard things so that you have to learn from them. Yeah. Like this year was hard, but I learned so much from it. Yeah. And so now yeah. on the other side of it, I find myself in the last couple of weeks really reflecting on that hardship, mm. um, reflecting on God's discipline, transformation, suffering, whatever word you want to use there, because it's made me a better person and a better pastor. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's so weird. So maybe I shouldn't be a six. Six makes sense though. Yeah. I think I it's, understand. Yeah. It's literally just like the duality of everything God did, 10. Yeah. Everything I felt throughout the year was like a four. <laughs> and so in the yeah. middle, it's like, yeah, six is about right. Six and yeah. a half. I don't know what the math sure. is there. <laughs> but yeah, it was great. Mm. I mean, and it was awful. Yeah. And it was exactly what God wanted it to be. Mm. And I'm content with that. You know, and I'm good. Well, the, one, the where I now want to look towards the future. And even as we reflect yeah. on the last year, that's the beauty of reflection is you yeah. have this moment of sitting and reflecting, but it also should always push us towards the future mm-hmm. and what, what will be coming. So I don't want to quite look towards next year yet, but when you look at the summer, what do you mm-hmm. find is something that you're like excited about that God's continuing to do or you're continuing to learn or whatever? I'll go for, oh. Oh, go for it. Okay. Dylan was staring at me with like, he was like, oh my gosh, what? I I butchered my answer from your text. I took it totally different way. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. It's okay. Um, I think for me, one of the awesome parts about summer for us in being in school year age-based ministries is that we get a break from kind of normal programming. Um, And that's sad because we love what we do. But what's awesome in that is that it creates more space for rest um, and even for dreaming about the future and putting mm. into plans for the next school year. Um, and so I'm looking forward to just having that rest from the weekly, like, okay, yep. this is what I do on Monday. This is what I do on Tuesday. Like yeah. um, to have the freedom to study some things, to read up, to look into sermon series, to curriculum for my youth, like different things like that, um, that is still work, but is a different kind of work. Mm. And I, and I find that really um, enjoyable. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that and then the, just the ability to rest and even some instances be more relational because yeah. um, you can just go hang outside with people yeah. and chill. So That's awesome. Yeah, going outside. Oh, Oof, oh, what's that yeah. like? We're about that sounds to, amazing. I know. It's great. What'd you write? I'll give you my butchered answer and then okay. I'll fix it. <laughs> okay. So immediately, like you're like, what are you excited about summer? I'm like, dude, going home to Rapid, the mountains, we're fresh. That works. What's wrong with that? We're fresh out of those around here. Oh yeah. No yeah. mountains around here. Yeah. No. There is. So I was exploring Brookings with my wife the other day. We went on a drive because we're 90,000 years old. <laughs> That's uh, true. You guys are very old souls. <laughs> and I get, I get like how I, I totally hijacked your summer plans, <laughs> but I get like house gloomies. Oh, I don't know. oh sure. yeah. yeah. If I'm in the house for too yeah. long, yeah. You got, I, I, I become yeah. a bummer. Yeah. I'm a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So house gloomy is I like house. <laughs> she's got to take me on a drive. Like I'm like, I'm a little dog. Yeah. But you're going to walk. So we found this, uh, this is why I was telling the story. There's this neighborhood in Brookings that's expanding and it, there's a ton of cul-de-sacs that are undeveloped yet. But if you sit right at the top of the road, you can see for like a long ways and it makes you feel like you're on a little oh, mountain. Okay. I would wow. say like the biggest elevation the change. That we have in Brookings is like the railroad tracks on Madari. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I can so. see that. <laughs> Those are hard to get up sometimes in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> but, 
Okay, mountains? Yeah, mountains, just being outside, being able to go home. I haven't been home since Christmas, so like I've wrestled mm. with a little bit of the homesickness. Mm. Yeah. Because um, I'm a big outdoorsy nerd, as Jaina educated everyone else. <laughs> you know, Brookings... a fake granola here, but a real <laughs> granola back home. Brookings Nature Park. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Everyone hyped that up before I came, and the first time I went, I was like, this is just a park. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> no nice. No offense. It well, is nice to go and walk, walk. In, but yeah. it's just a park. Allie and I like it's to park. go rollerblading there. Mm. Mm. That's, that's some fun. There. In so. my mind, a nature park doesn't have any pavement. I could see that, too. But Yep, same. But okay. then there would be no rollerblading. Anyways. Well, yeah, that's what Dylan, you're doing. Dylan, you're eventually going <laughs> to finish your point. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> go. But no, just a time of uh, of rest and rhythm like kind of what Jana said, mm-hmm. like it's a new season uh, for me of just creating. Like mm-hmm. I get, I get to go nuts with all my ideas, which I'm super <laughs> excited about because I have way too many. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And just being able to like literally drop everything. Yeah. Like I got a text from one of my buddies while I was at work. Like, Hey, you want to go hammocking? Like, yep. I'm there 20 minutes. See you there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just being able to be loose with my schedule to really start to form the disciplines in this summer that will carry me in into and through next year yeah. um will be huge and it's just a it's a good time to re- like you said reset reflect yeah. and like all right what can i do better and then push forward into that yeah what's mm-hmm. the discipline you're going for all of them all of them <laughs> he's diving in yep <laughs> what does that mean all of them uh-huh. i think it's just just faithfulness of like okay. i want a couple disciplines that like throughout my day like these need to happen so okay. like mm-hmm. you know morning devotion like i want to try and do a prayer walk every single day Stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Where just consistency and faithfulness okay. in yeah. the disciplines. Cool. That's good. All right. Uh, for me, what would I say? I would say this summer is the same. You know, it's that rest. It's your re- relaxation. It's a lot of bit of like the reflection moments mm-hmm. I really enjoy. But it's also just the breaking of routine. Oh, yeah. yeah you for know, sure. for all of us, well, most of us, like even most work people, the summer shifts a little mm-hmm. bit. Like there's just something different about the way other people around you are working, the projects you have. Some people get really busy in the summer and that's mm-hmm. like their their difference in routine. But like when the routine shifts, that gives opportunities for reflection to happen and changes to be made. Yeah. You know, when you're in the middle of March and you're just trying to get through a semester, oh, like yeah. that's probably not the time where you're going to revamp your whole schedule <laughs> yeah. and decide this is now the way you're going to live life. But when it's May and you've moved home for the summer or like your school year's ended or you're starting a new job or you're in a new place, like in those moments, there is a ton of opportunity for change to occur. And so reflecting mm-hmm. on what those changes need to be and, and instituting those things and seeing how God brings life into the newness of a changing season um, especially if we're really intentional about what those changes need to be so yeah. that's what i'm excited about and it's gonna be awesome oh, yeah. got a couple cool trips planned too so we'll do that up but yeah okay last one if you had to ask one question to the people as oh. they reflect like what question would you turn around for them to reflect on yeah for them to reflect on or for them to think about mm-hmm. as they head into the summer months like What's the question that maybe you're thinking about or you think they should be thinking about? Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Yes. You have more time to think about. Well, kind of. You came oh. up with the question. so. Yeah, I guess I came up with the question. I yeah. came up with it on the spot, though. So my question off of that question would be like, what's something you want to learn this mm, summer? You know, I think there's like, yes, not all the time do we get to pick yeah. what we learn, but a lot of times... God will bless that thing that we're pursuing. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're like, yes, I want to learn prayer. I want to learn the disciplines. I want to learn 
the New Testament, the Old Testament, I want to learn community, like pick that thing and invest your time, your yeah. energy, your focus into that. Read books on it, like have conversations about it, pray about it. Like in those ways, ask yourself that question and give yourself an answer. Like don't just be like, oh, I, I want to learn this summer. Like there's mm-hmm. no tangibility to that. Yeah. There's no smart goal there. You know, like yeah. there's no metric for you to see if you've grown there. But like if you ask a question, like I really want to learn prayer as you go each month, like what's it look like for you in June to be better at praying and to know the the, the heart of the father better than you do now like what's it look like Mm -hmm. in august when you start to come back to school or whatever you have next like what would you want to learn this summer i think that's a interesting question Mm -hmm. does that spark anything in you too i have mine all right that didn't spark it but i thought of it okay i think that my question for you all would be um what is we'll say one relationship that you feel like God wants you to pour into or be Mm. consistent in. That's good. Whether that is a family member as you're at home, just to show that you love them, to work on conflict, that's someone new you meet at work or if you're in a new place, um, that's someone from school that you're not with that you want to stay connected with. Um, Just what's one relationship that God wants you to intentionally be consistent in this summer? That's good. That's really good. Yeah, I think for mine would be just like what rhythm – can you enter in this summer with expectation of like, can you set yourself an expectation of, all right, I want to, you know, read my Bible at 7 a.m. every single morning. Like, can you come up it's with the summer 7 a.m.? This guy, he's crazy. <laughs> I'm Some just kidding. Some people are morning people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Me. Um, but yeah, like what's one thing that you can like pick, stick by that you can track and measure. It's like, all right, I did this for, you know, 30 days straight, like, all right. And then take that time to reflect over, all right, in that 30 days, what did I learn? Um, and so a consistency of putting in a rhythm and then also looking back and reflecting over that rhythm to see where there was growth. It's mm. good. good stuff. Any other final thoughts? Wrap up the year. Mm. This is it. Yeah. It's done. We're putting the That's bow crazy. and the ribbon on it. It's going under the Christmas tree. Open it up. Again, Christmas next August. In June. <laughs> All right. Long season, my guy. Yeah, I know. Uh, Merry summer to you. Uh, <laughs> hope you have a fantastic time with the warm weather. And if you need something over the summer, if yeah. you if you want something from us, let us know. We'd love to be able to continue to talk to you and equip you guys in whatever way you need. But we will catch you in about a month. About a month. Yeah. Peace out. Later. Bye.